0: This is the Changelog, where a member a blog, podcast, and weekly email covering what's fresh and what's new in open source. Check out the blog at changelog.com, our past shows at 5 x slash changelog. You're listening to episode 119, Andrew talked to the fellows behind MeanJS, Amos Aviv, and Roey Cohen. MeanJS is a full stack JavaScript solution using MongoDB, Express, AngularJS, and Node great show today it's sponsored by codeship rackspace and harry's we'll tell you a bit more about rackspace and harry's later on the show but our good friends over at codeship also a partner of the changelog they're a hosted continuous deployment service that just works easily set up continuous integration for your application today in just a few steps and automatically deploy when all your tests pass that's the way to do it Codeship has great support for lots of languages, test frameworks, as well as notification services. They easily integrate with GitHub, Bitbucket, and can deploy to cloud services like Heroku, AWS, nodejitsu Google App Engine, or even your own servers. Get started today with their free plan. Setup takes only three minutes. No excuses to have untested code in production. Head to codeship.io and also check out their blog, which I love, by the way blog.codeship.io. Uh, one more thing to mention for our members, um, you can save between $294 and $2,994 on your first year with Codeship, so make sure you take advantage of that. TheChangeLaw.com slash benefits. If you're not a member, what are you waiting for? Membership is just 20 bucks a year, and you support us to support open source. Once again, Codeship.io. Sign up. Three minutes. it's all it takes. Do it today. And now, on to the show.
1: We're joined today by Amos Haviv and Rohi Schwaber-Cohen talking about JS. It's a product-oriented, full-stack JavaScript boilerplate. So why don't one of you guys give us a... Uh, well, first of all, why don't you guys introduce yourself? I guess, Amos, you can go first. Um, so
2: my name is Amos Haviv, and I'm a developer, a web developer for about... Uh, 12 years now. Um, I've been through the days of i5 and Quicks mode, uh, through uh, the birth of the uh, new generation um, browsers, and finally to where we are today uh, in this exciting new world of JavaScript uh, in, in the server and stuff like that. Um, I do a lot of um, side projects. I guess, um, <laughs> because uh, you have to do something for your soul. Um, and one of the latest side projects I had was Min.io, um, which evolved to be Min.js.
1: Um, yeah, so there's, there's a little bit of drama around that, which we'll, we'll kind of touch on a little bit um, yeah. later in the show. But we, you know, we'll, we'll kind of avoid that as much as possible, just to kind of shine a light on the good of Min.js. Um, so that's cool. So you've been around. You've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Uh, Roy. Yeah, why yeah, don't you... Yeah, so
3: I've been a developer in Israel um, for the past uh, nine years, I would say. Um, yeah, I come from a more of a PHP background, but recently also found the light in Node. Um, very interested in like all of what this framework has to offer. Um, and then Angular is, again, one of the newer tools that I've started using in the past uh, maybe year or two. Um, and I'm currently working for a company called Leafly here in Seattle.
1: Hmm. Um, yeah, that's about it. Awesome. So why don't you guys give us a, uh, introduction to what MeanJS is, um, in its current, in its current form.
3: Um, okay. So, um, mean, JS is a full stack JavaScript boilerplate. Um, it was born out of, uh, our attempt at um a better flow for this kind of stack. So the term was coined um in the MongoDB blog actually. Um and we basically found out that it was super um efficient. Um almost basically wrote the stack um I think it was uh
2: six or seven months ago. No, no. It was Am I make am I making a mistake? Yeah it's about uh, a year ago. Um the blog post was uh, written by a, a developer called Valery Karpov he, uh, on a, the MongoDB blog. Um, I used to do, uh, I'm a freelance developer, so I'm um, involved in, in uh, several projects, and I recognize a, a certain pattern in projects where, where developers use MongoDB as the, the database, uh, Node as the web server, and uh, AngularJS as the, as the client web framework. Um, And decided uh, those projects could look better, be better organized if uh, they put in some sort of order. So I created a a min stack, uh, which I used uh, uh, for about uh, two months before we released it as an open source. I, I I thought the the name Min was cool, and when I looked it up, I found out uh, uh, several people are already using it. Uh, so I just released it um, as Min um, mm-hmm. to to address the namespace, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. It can it it's basically um, was constructed to offer uh, MVC whatever. Um, structure to both the server side and the client side um, in a way that um, represents your ent- entities properly. Um, I think what, what I, I tried to do uh, was help developers from coming from uh, strict type languages with background in, in uh, Java, um, uh, ASP.NET, um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, Step into the world of Node.js web applications and feel a little more comfortable.
1: Um, right. And so and, the point of Mean, uh, just sorry to interrupt. The point of Mean. So it, it's a, it's it's opinionated, right? It's Mongo, Express, Angular, and Node, and this is something that you guys basically noticed was like a really common trend amongst uh, for a Node stack, right? Which was, yeah. was this thing called Mean. Uh, What is it about Mean.js? Now, I've used all of these things, and all of them are relatively easy to uh, get started with on their own. What is it about Mean.js that kind of makes it easier to get started with the whole stack rather than trying to do each one individually?
2: So I think uh, the most important uh, stuff we wanted to address, the most important issue we wanted to address was um, the interface between the different parts um, you have your Angular JS application uh, running, and you want to communicate with your Node server. So your Node server um, it, it, uh, should pr- present some sort of a REST API for Angular JS to use, um, and we wanted that um, uh, interface point uh, to be properly organized. So when you download the stack, you get um, a folder structure. Uh, and a couple of config files that help you configure the different parts of the application like um, the connection point between Node and uh, MongoDB uh, where we use the Mongoose module or uh, a user authentication layer uh, which uses the the popular uh, Passport module. And we wanted to give this all out of the box uh, to to let uh, developers just uh, begin writing their code uh, instead of... uh, I don't know. Trying to figure out how to um, build their project, um, and just concentrate on building um, what they want instead of um, the infrastructure,
3: mm-hmm. which
2: which I used to see, uh, which I used to see developers uh, taking a lot of time uh, dealing with the infrastructure and the way, the proper way to uh, connect those parts. Uh, so. Right. Mean I think we have a time. very
3: I think we have a very important um concept that we're trying to relay um with mean which is first of all we chose um only if not um like mostly if not only popular um components so um we intentionally chose to go with mongo instead of couch we intentionally chose to go with express instead of some other Um, um, framework uh, that does routing. We chose to uh, reduce uh, our jade imprint eventually because all of these things were were, uh, coming from the community. So we were trying to pick um, again, components that are really popular from the one hand, and from the other, we really wanted to not abstract away the simplicity of, of mm-hmm. all of these frameworks. So we don't want to create some sort of like a layer that takes all this complexity away from you as a developer. We wanted to, we wanted you to still be hands-on and really understand how the parts work, but um, that doesn't uh, necessitate um, you learning each of the components and like really knowing how to integrate them properly. Right. Um and we found that it was really easy to start um, uh, creating vertical stacks, uh, which means like all the stacks in the server, all the all the parts of the server and the client for for a given entity. Um, it, it made that old, whole process a lot easier and a lot faster.
1: Right. So it, this is different from a lot of our listeners are Rubyists, and this is different from Rails, and that Rails is its own thing, right? It builds all the layers into its own thing. And, it, and, and this would be similar if you guys were to, say, build your own Express that had its own templating and its own database and its own, you know, all that. Mean, it takes the other tools, so you still have complete control over the tools individually, and right. it allows you to... But it, it makes it easier to kind of connect it all together.
3: Yeah, I think one of the, mo- the more uh, prominent patterns we saw with, uh, with Mean is the amount of forks more um, mm-hmm. were kind of unusual to yeah about see. about um, 1000 forks already hmm. yeah, yeah so like yeah the total the total is about 1000 forks and the reason for that is people like different flavors of mean and they like different flavors of full stack javascript really mm-hmm. um so if we look at this entire picture we're 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 of the mind that um all of these flavors are totally valid and we're not necessarily opinionated Um, in a way that says like our, our flavor is better than any other flavor. It's just that we found these tools to be super popular and super helpful and powerful. And we thought that they were our, our best choice for the scenarios where we were at the time. So I was, um, um, developing for a startup called GoMango and I had to rewrite my website really quickly and it was sort of built with a lot of fragmented pieces of jQuery and Angular and, and Node in the back and some PHP and some .NET. And all, all, of, all of these systems were working together but not very well. Um, and my first experience with Mean.io was when I basically converted my website that was built before that. Um, it, it took about eight months to build and I converted it in about two weeks so I feel I really feel felt a very significant and real um uh change in in the speed uh, of my development and mm-hmm. I think it really it really has a lot to do with a the fact that we're doing only JavaScript um, and not like switching between languages, which is immensely helpful, and it's sort of easier to keep on thinking sort of the same way um with with thinking, and and I and I specifically mean about thinking about modularity and thinking about you know um, asynchronous um, uh, workflow instead of a synchronous uh, workflow. All of that together creates this effect of everything is so much easier and faster.
1: Gotcha. So the the idea that you're using like Mongo instead of Couch or React and Express instead of Happy or Getty or you know different different things. Uh, that's that's your choice, but but what happens when like somebody forks this and it's reen right with all the same stack right. except React instead of Mongo and that one right. kind of takes off as the popular fork like that's that's a real problem that this open source project faces. Um, right. and, and so, so what, actually, what happens there?
3: We're actually not. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not, not seeing, not, seeing it. I mean, as we don't as view, a view problem. it as a problem. Yeah, right? we're not seeing it as a, as a problem. This is a great. Yeah, Alex, you can go.
2: So we're not viewing it. We're not viewing it as a problem. Um, we actually find this as a great opportunity. Uh, we, mm-hmm. I personally hate uh, um, religious technical discussions like the editor wars of the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I find it extremely unproductive. I, I believe everyone should choose their tools. I, I'm really pro um, um, a variety of tools. So what we we faced this early on. Uh, Roy actually helped one of our uh, more passionate developers um, yeah Mar- Martin Jenet Martin Jenet he's like yeah. an awesome
3: awesome dude
2: yeah he's like an awesome dude who runs the the 100% js blog uh, and he wanted to make a mean fork using amber and Roy helped him doing so uh, hmm. and and uh, when we Saw so this coming, uh, we and Rory uh, started creating uh, different forks of Mean. We we de- we created a, a Jane fork, which used uh, Juggling DB as an obfuscation layer for different databases. Um, I played with the idea of um, breaking the Angular part and um, letting users re- uh, use the the web framework frameworks they want, like Ember. Uh, backbone, Knockout, whatever you like. Um, and I helped the company implement their own web framework inside Min. So uh, we find this. Uh, this is actually one of the things we find uh, inspiring, because we don't see Min as, uh, as the goal. We see it as a starting point for something mm-hmm. much bigger. Um, JavaScript full stack is a vision not yet uh, fulfilled.
1: Yeah, it's very new. Yeah, yeah. it's
2: very new. Uh, we experienced uh, firsthand the possibilities in this field. Um, as Rory mentioned, um, the, quick, uh, the gain in performance uh, developers get when they use a JavaScript, um, a full-stack JavaScript boilerplate, uh, is impressive. Um, and we want to push towards that location. We even. Considering starting a project called JSFS, we will talk about it sometime sometime later. But uh, <laughs> JSFS will contain the different flavors of um, full stack JavaScript. It's, right. um, 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 it's uh, in the far future. I don't know how far, but mm-hmm. um, it's still in its infancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but gotcha. but that's okay. That's the, um, we find this as an opportunity, not a problem. We, we, see, we, we would like to see developers implement their own flavor of whatever they like stack. Um, Call it whatever I think we're tra- yeah. we're
3: trying to also like sort of take the discussion about JavaScript to like an, a, a newer place, which talks about not only the components that you use, but rather the patterns that we see emerging yeah. from these these tools. So like full like the full stack thing comes comes naturally because it's all JavaScript and all in one language, so it's much easier to describe it that way. Um, but I I sort of feel that that um, with with this this framework framework uh, in mind, we can start talking about more complex ideas, and then start thinking about how are we collaborating across this ecosystem. Because like one of the problems we were facing, and that's something that you start facing when you're doing full stack JavaScript, is how do you do um, package management for for the front end, for the back end, and these are like larger issues that are relevant to the, the entire um, sort of full stack uh, JavaScript community, right, or ecosystem, and not just to mean.
0: We're going to pause the show real quick and give a shout out to our sponsors, Rackspace. They love open source. They dedicate themselves to supporting open source and the developer community. And they're doing that with the, with the change log. They're supporting us. They can support open source because we support open source. Um, and now you can make something awesome on them. They, they want you to come and sign up for this and get money basically to use their services. It's pretty cool. So if you're a maker, each and every day you're thinking of something new, amazing, awesome, and and you, you want to put it out there, Rackspace would like to give you something special just to say thank you. Sign up today for their developer discount and get $300 in free cloud services on your Rackspace cloud account. This discount applies to new products like their performance cloud servers and cloud queues. You're even eligible for early access. That's right early access to new features and new products that they roll out. So go ahead and sign up for this today. Make something awesome and get started today. Developer.rackspace.com slash dev So
1: just out of curiosity, Amos, so as somebody who is around in the editor wars, um, <laughs> which editor is the right one to use with mean? <laughs>
2: um... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, um, developers
2: prefer different kind of, of <laughs> editors according to uh, the way they use to um, um, program. I think when you maintain um, a large code base, you would prefer using an IDE or um, a, a tool that allows, like a, a tool that allows you to to dig deeper and and, and assist you with, with understanding the complexity of your code. And when you write a lot of code, like we do. Uh, I, I prefer my editors as lean as possible, uh, I currently use Sublime, um, sub, the, the guy writing Sublime is awesome, um, I'm addicted
1: to multiple characters. Um So that's a, that was a joke question, you're not supposed to yeah. really have an answer for no, that, that's sorry. not fair.
2: No, no, you, you stepped into a field I, I am, I'm, I'm talking so much about. We're both kind of
3: like editor fanatics and we're like totally interested in any new editor that comes around because part of us does feel that there is some sort of a gap between what we need as developers when we're trying to like maintain a full stack application. It's sort of getting difficult because you're you're juggling a lot of balls and and it sort of feels like sometimes you're encumbered by your editor. Um, And and yeah, that's also another conversation we sort of want to have with Hmm. people.
1: Gotcha. So actually, uh, to kind of ask this question, uh, I think it was Roey, did you say you came from like PHP land? Yeah, mostly, yeah. So one of the things to get started, I mean, specifically in like Node land and with, you know, full stack JavaScript is the ability to learn and the ability to learn like the new environment and all that. Um, mm-hmm. What was it like for you? And what, what, what is it? How does mean kind of help people when they're getting started in, in right. Node land?
3: So So, my experience was that um everything requires a lot of experimentation um and well, once you get the gist of uh you know how JavaScript works in its core um once you start understanding that not everything is synchronous um. Everything sort of starts making more sense. So I had a rough time starting out, um, and I didn't have a whole lot of documentation on Node because I started playing with it when it was like still not not really around mm-hmm. um, as a, as a production uh, framework, at least. Um, and what we're trying to do again is like sort of uh, with Mean is sort of start with uh, frameworks that are already well known. Um, Already uh, have a community and some sort of uh, a a well a good documentation um, with them, and we 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 really tried with MeanJS to expand our own documentation and sort of make it easy for you as a developer to start um, fiddling with JavaScript because with Mean because again if you're a JavaScript developer um, and even if you're not a JavaScript developer it's not very complicated. Um, what whatever is happening on the on the service side is really quite simple it 's a model and and some routes and the stuff that 's go and and that 's obviously like uh really simplifying the, the the picture but but in terms of what you need to uh, uh, know it's it's it 's very very limited right. um and 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 the whole and the and the fact that we chose these popular stacks kind of uh created this this weird effect that like our community support is sort of built in, and we don't really need to invest in uh, uh, supporting each of the components on its own, but rather we can only um, sort of interact with issues that are pertaining to the stack itself and right. the way you, you connect these parts together. So that sort of makes it easier to, to sort of document and and solve issues and, and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, a unique part of your documentation with Mean.js is like, if you read through it the first, you know, I don't know, 10 lines of the documentation are like go read mongo's documentation here's a manual to use go read express's and documentation here's a guide to right. use go look at angular js here's a guide da, da 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 and then like once right. you get past all that um right. it's really just like you can read the whole documentation in one sitting and so uh right. you, you, you'll obviously want simple. to yeah you'll want to come back to it and reference things but it's neat because you guys do benefit. This is an odd type of a project because, as much as you are depending on other uh, pieces of open source, you're also benefiting from the other pieces of open source. Exactly. So one of the so the upside is you know as that piece as Mongo progresses, you guys progress with it. As Express progresses, you guys ex, you know progress with it. What happens when something ships to Mongo's, you know, like latest release, and it and it, co- it causes a conflict in your in MeanJS? Like, how does this work?
2: So actually, this just happened because um, Express is about to release their their fourth version.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you kind of need to to stay uh, alert to those yeah. changes. Th- this is our mission. Like, our mission is to to support the different changes in the different packages, we try to make those packages um, as lean as possible. Um, um, we try to use uh, packages that are widely supported and not just like um, a niche packages that might be uh, deserted in a few um, uh, months or so. Uh, mm-hmm. So we have to keep up with th- those changes and offer uh, an update to the, uh, to the stack itself. Um, Updates are, in general, uh, a huge issue when you, when you offer uh, a stack that is built from uh, uh, different components and you, do, do, you don't wrap it like in a, in a, a sealed uh, module. So any update you, you do uh, must be supported by the community. And that's what we try to do with MinJS. We try to give it uh, a more modular approach so we can update it without uh, affecting or breaking your project. Um, that's one of the yeah. biggest um, issues we have. We, 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 we are yeah, I, with. I think
3: I think we're not we're not even trying to really solve these bigger issues. Um, I think with, with projects like uh, JSFS and may, that may, may or may not happen, uh, we might, again, create a, a, enough discussion about the issues that, that, that pertain to all of us. I mean, yeah. not just the mean stack, but the, the reen stack and the G, jane stack and the amen stack or whatever stack it is. We're all going to have a problem with maintaining uh, backward, like our, our, our dependencies and maintaining our uh, uh, backward compatibility um, when we ship things that are super dependent on other packages and I don't think we're alone in this and again right now it's our mission to keep keep maintaining a live very healthy stack mm-hmm. um, but we see that this issue is going to happen for everyone so we, we sort of want to create a discussion about this as well
1: so do you guys follow like beta or alpha releases of the other of the pieces of mean and and, and like integrate you know kind of proactively um yeah we we try to to react to uh,
2: different changes when they do happen. Uh, we try to predict what would happen to the stack um, when the, the final uh, release will be. Um, but what we use is, um, luckily we have uh, each dependency in the project is, is installed by using a package manager. Um, right. The amazing NPM and Bower um, tools Help us maintain the project um, uh, solid while we test the different uh, changes that come from from the community. So before we release a new, uh, we, before we upgrade the versions of our dependencies, we can test it without breaking the um, master branch of our uh, uh, project. Right. right. So, so there's it, a, it is.
3: Uh, it is though very unique because people are not basically building. Uh, very simple applications on this, and like the amount of complexity. This is basically a web framework, uh, really, and and it's not. It's going to be hard to really predict, a hundred percent of you know breaking changes. But we're we are doing our best.
1: Yeah, for sure. So you guys have a few other uh, requirements which are not like specifically mean. You mentioned uh, Bower. So you have npm. Well, that's Node, basically. Bower, Grunt. Uh, a few other ones. So these were the same kind of thing. Went into picking these over, like grunt over um, golf. There's another one that golf, golf, yeah, golf, uh, yeah. Just because they're like they're popular and they're they're well supported and and those is that nature. Like why you you chose these. Yeah. yeah, basically,
3: yeah. and I think I, I think that that again, there might someone might want to use uh, gulp, and that's super cool. And if that works for them, that's just another flavor of uh, another full stack uh, JavaScript uh, boilerplate. And I think it's super awesome. And it's just that we again, just for that for those reasons alone, right? Just like maintain backwards compatibility and to not break with every new release, we're trying to pick the more uh, supported and more uh, well founded. Uh, um, packages.
2: Uh, and we, we, we'll revisit this uh, in a couple of, I don't know, weeks or so when we'll, uh, Gulp is, is an amazing tool that the, the ecosystem is, is growing uh, really fast but, and when it comes a time to choose between those two um, I think we'll revisit this um, discussion again um, so we need to um, again react to the, what the community, where, where the community is leaning to Toward,
1: gotcha. Yeah. Why don't you talk a little bit about JSFS? You mentioned it and, and what is it and, and when can we uh when will we start hearing about it?
3: Um so JSFS is like a a grander idea. Our yeah, dream. You,
2: know. you can tell it. You can, we can you can <laughs> tell it this way. It's our dream. <laughs>
3: It is our dream, and it, and it sort of like tries to talk about, again, larger problems and issues that you see when you're starting to deal with full-stack JavaScript, and some of them, is our, it, it, some some of those issues are uh, like we talked about, um, you know, what flavor to choose for what scenario, and we sort of want to make it a level playing field and sort of uh, give a face to all these flavors, but just like maybe uh, make sure that the most prominent ones uh, are shown to everybody. Everybody, the ones that use the most popular components should be on top, we think. Um, but but on, on on a on a larger scale, we sort of want to talk about again the process of managing uh, your file system and how you deal with uh, deployment and how you deal with uh, you know development cycles and you know how do you integrate a, a product lifeline to your uh, JSFS. Uh, sort of workflow, and we sort of want to address the larger issues that come with uh, JSFS, and not sp- and, and, and not necessarily focus on one stack or the other. Um, and we hope to uh, see something uh, very soon. I don't, I don't think we have a, a set launch date for this yet, but
1: uh, yeah. Cool. So you mentioned it. I just wanted to make sure we, we hit on that a little bit. Uh, going yeah. back to, to Mean, uh, you have the concept of modules in Mean. And, and I noticed the only module that you have is Mean SEO. Um, Were modules an original part of Mean.js, or is that, is that a relatively new addition? Um, it's,
2: um, it's something we planned. Yeah, it's something we planned. Um, a few months back, uh, we had a little struggle uh, relaunching Min as min so uh, we wanted to concentrate on writing uh, proper documentation but it's but it's one of our uh, main goals to um, wrap min with uh, supplemental modules like the min SEO module um, it's not It's not the only model we, we want to build. Uh, there are other models we plan on building um, in the next couple of weeks we We're working on other tools, but but modules are definitely um, one of the best ways to uh, support a stack without uh, breaking it, like without um, making it um, vulnerable to too heavy. Yeah,
1: yeah. So what what constitutes like a module? What what would what can we expect to see in modules for mean? Um, so we're looking at anything that's uh, again cross sort of like
3: cross stack and not necessarily for mean per se. so uh, the mean SEO module is uh, doesn't necessarily have to work on uh, mean itself. it could work on other uh, spas. Um, mm-hmm. This is a problem that again is is very common to all of all all JavaScript AP, uh, spas um, with crawlers and that sort of like solves it with node in the back end. Um, we're looking at, again, uh, looking at, um, um, uh, at ways to improve uh, loading uh, your, your scripts onto the page, um, compressing them, uh, making sure that uh, all that process is taken care of, again, behind the scenes. And these are things that you don't necessarily have to care about if you just want to build a web application. Mm-hmm. But it, it would be better for you to have those things just to make sure your app is working properly. Um, so we're looking into that. We're looking into um, some... Uh, maybe we're, we're not even uh, completely sure that we'll go into a more commercial sort of side of it, uh, where we would try to maybe build a, a store or anything of that uh, nature. But right now, we're we're really focusing on uh, features that would make your stack uh, work properly. Um, and if we could um, not not necessarily build something that's super opinionated towards Mean specifically, but rather solve a larger problem for full stack applications,
1: right. that'd be great. Gotcha. So somebody could take like, ideally, so mean SEO is an express middleware. So anyone using express for an SBA could essentially pull that in. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly.
0: We're going to pause the show real quick and give a shout out to our sponsor, Harry's. Uh, This is a unique sponsor for the changelog. We don't often get non-tech related sponsors, but Harry's loves the changelog. Oddly enough, they love open source too. So it's Kind of neat that uh, they wanted to sponsor the change a little bit. We welcome it. It's it's uh, it's different. So uh, here you go. Harry's was sparked by a personal experience of Andy, and Andy is one of their co-founders. And his experience that he had was is emblematic of the experience, myself included, but many of us guys have when we buy shaving supplies. Um, this is Andy's story. Tell me if this somewhat resonates with your experience when you buy shaving supplies. Uh, And this is in his words, as first person. I went to the drugstore. I waited 10 minutes for someone to unlock the case where the razors were being held. And uh, I bought a four pack of blades and buying, and I bought some shaving cream. It wasn't the best purchase experience to say the least. And I walked out and looked into my bag and I had a receipt for over 25 bucks worth of products and brands that really didn't speak to me as a customer, I just felt like there had to be a better way. And Harry's is focused on providing guys a great shaving experience for a fraction of the price of normal competitors. You know, I have to say myself, I've been using a Gillette Mach three, for, I don't know, since I was 17, I guess, I mean, forever. And I'm using Harry's now. Harry's is awesome. It's a clean product design. It looks phenomenal. My wife, uh, would have bought it for me had she known about it prior to me finding out about it. But um, it's great. It's um, it's high quality. The blades are engineered in their own factory uh, in in Germany for sharpness and strength. Uh, blades that are half the price of competitors like Gillette, my my current and uh, previous brand. I'm still kind of weaning off there, but I love I love my hairy shaving kit. It's awesome. Um, And it's shipped right to your door. The look and feel of the product is is something you would be happy with. The quality of the shave, the price. Go to Harry's.com and use the promo code Changelog to save five bucks on your first purchase. Harry's.com, H A R R Y S.com.
1: So, looking through your changelog, I think the biggest, again, going kind of not to hammer on the same point, but like, uh, sw- switching things out in an application like this is interesting to me. I think the biggest change I see was when you you replaced Jade with Swig, and um, uh, you you, you kind of hit on that a little bit. Why why did you do that? And like, what kind of conversations did you all have to have to like decide to pull the trigger on that?
2: Okay, so um, templating engine um, is a really um, nice discussion we had with the community. Um, the, the community of, of Min uh, does have different preferences for different... Um, they, they do prefer a, a certain um, template engine. We started with Jade because it was most, the most popular template engine. Uh, we moved to Swig because it, was, it's, it is faster and uses HTML syntax. Um, again, the, um, to help develop, developers um, lower their learning curve of uh, getting into min. Um, We're actually working on a generator, which is one of the most uh, um, um, revisited issue uh, requests, like uh, people are asking for a proper generator and that generator will support different um, render engines, especially when you consider that most of the views you use in in a min application are basically uh, angular views and not uh, a back-end views uh, that you, which uses uh, template engines like Jade, right, right. Era, um Hogan, or any other template engine. Um, but, but, but we get a lot of opinions about it. We, we discuss about it a lot. Um, we move to Swig again because it, it is faster. Uh, but we plan to support different uh, uh, view engines
3: it's kind of interesting that you mention it because, like, um, that was like one of the reasons we were talking about JSFS to begin with is be- because we saw that people were like feverishly, um just changing the the, the, the template the engine. engine yeah. It was like really a sore a sore subject, and people were like really up in arms about it. And we sort of figured that like maybe a better way to go about it would be to not necessarily decide, but rather supply a generator that could uh, just open a new stack um, with whatever templating engine you want, because. Anyway, in Mean, we really don't uh, don't use a lot of uh, server-side templating, like I said. So mm-hmm. it, we weren't really uh, very, very opinionated, but we did have our opinion. And again, the generator should maybe
1: uh, help with that, that solve sort this of problem. Tension, yeah, you know? gotcha. So you talk about the generator. Uh, one of the questions: How does somebody get started with Mean? What, how, what would you recommend to somebody comes up to you and says, "I'm interested in you know building an SPA. How do I get started with Mean?"
3: Um, I think the first thing would be to uh, look, at, look at the website, um, go to the website, start reading the documentation. It would be really easy to just download it, um, uh, npm install, which would install all of your dependencies and you can run the server and sort of look around the code. And I think for me, for me personally, I really learn well by example. Um, we included a, a full stack example of an article um, so you can see all sorts of things that you could do from like the point where you define your model um, um, through the routes and then the Angular service and the views, etc. And you can just like follow through the stack and sort of look at how um, it's implemented and then just play around with it maybe implement your own uh, stack. Um, it would be really easy to do when we have the generator out because all you would have to really do is... Pick a name and then set the structure, and then it would basically be reflected to you from the server in your in your Angular side with a server service very very easily. So if if you do have, you, I think you to start using mean you do need some sort of a background a bit in Node, like a very basic understanding of what it is and how NPM works maybe, um, and you do need some some sort of knowledge um, uh, and, and, and maybe even experience with Angular. Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend this to someone who doesn't know any of these um, at this point, but uh, if you do have that kind of uh, knowledge, then, then for sure, I think if you if you just download it and and walk through the stack and all of its parts, it, it's pretty self-explanatory and if that's not enough then then almost has really worked and uh, really hard on uh, the documentation on the website and lastly and maybe most importantly we are here to answer anyone's questions and we will do our our, our best to really um, reply to issues and we really encourage everyone to ask and talk to us because we just love it and yeah. <laughs> i think one of the best things that happened to on a personal level to me and I think to Amos as well was seeing the amazing reaction from the community and that's something that this is my first uh, open source project um, that I'm really committed to and I feel that the community support engagement has really made a difference and really made it worth my while um, to actually do it and it's super fun and people are awesome really.
2: Best part of my day is discussing with developers what what they build well about the, the projects they do and it's like answering those emails it's like, so, so it makes you feel like what you do matters. You see people creating their, their dream project and they, they ask you for such, a simple, question, such simple questions and, and you can really help them get through. Like, right. Right. Um, so we are pretty communicative about um, supporting uh, the community. Um, and, we do, uh, and we'll, we'll make the, the documentation better. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> accepting forks yeah. yeah yeah accepting forks yeah we're
3: totally accepting forks yeah. and and yeah and if you want to talk to us about uh your own uh javascript full stack flavor uh we totally encourage you to do that and we are totally non-denominational so whatever whatever kind of flavor you want to bring on to the table um i think we we are going to limit um, the scope to just javascript and not other languages at this point cuz otherwise it'll just be a big mess yeah um, but yeah, if if you do have a, a stack, we would love to hear from you.
1: So one of the things Amos that you mentioned was you know it's like your favorite part of the day is answering emails about what people are building. Um, anything that we know of, like that that you could tell me that people are using MeanJS in production to get started with.
2: Um, <laughs> I don't know if I can disclose this information because uh, <laughs> no, they, they trust me. They they show me their projects. They show me their their code. I, I I don't know if they if I would like to. Um, disclose their projects um, i 've seen people create uh, s- uh simple applications um, uh, an an acathon application or something like that uh, and i 've seen people um, restructure uh their company's twenty years old um, stack uh in min um i 'm mm. actually helping a couple of companies doing so um um, but uh, uh, what we are about to open, a built with section in our site, and we and and will invite people to share what they're doing. Um, gotcha. But I've seen a, so we'll we'll look out for that. Yeah,
1: yeah, look out for that. I don't, don't want to get you in any trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, better not. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. So uh, for our guests that are just listening, uh, or for new listeners to the show, we ask our guests the same questions. Uh, at the end of every show, so we 'll go ahead and ask you them now. The first one um, i 'll ask you uh, uh, Roe first is for a call to action for the community um, a call action a call to arms would maybe be um,
3: just build your stacks uh, and and just sh- be involved in the discussion really. Um, let your vo- voice be heard. Um, We really want to hear from you. We really want to hear uh, what you think about our stack. And if you have uh, different ideas about how it should work or a different stack, we'd totally love to hear about it.
1: What about you, Amos?
2: Um, Let us know what we're doing wrong. I, th- I guess. Um,
1: and how would somebody do that Is it through GitHub issues? Or yeah, use just the
2: GitHub issues. Flame wars issues. on Twitter. We have a community section in our website. You can use Twitter, Facebook. You can uh, person- personally uh, um, drop me an email or something like that. You can use the Google group. Um, we're we're making ourselves available in in, in an IRC channel, um, but I think. The best way to do it is to just open an issue uh, in the GitHub repository, um, asking us to change something or something like that. Okay,
1: cool. Yeah. Uh, Amos, if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing instead? Oh, I, I would surf the amazing beaches of
2: um, Sri Lanka
1: every day mm.
2: for like 12 hours. <laughs>
1: we've, we've actually had a few people say surfing. So, uh, so, yeah, that seems to be a common trend amongst... Uh, Developers, what about you, Roy? Um, I'd probably
3: be a musician. I think.
1: Okay. Uh, what do you play?
3: Yeah, I play flute and
2: piano. Go to yes. Roy's SoundCloud page. Yeah. Listen no. to what.
3: You're <laughs> no, 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 not yet. I've been experimenting with like. No, no, encouraging, since, like,
2: encouraging. He's, he's making really <laughs> nice music. Um. Uh-huh.
1: That's Roy Schwaber Cohen on SoundCloud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it uh, was Sorry, man. <laughs> That's fine. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Your music career begins now, yeah. Uh, yeah. Amos. You might need to be looking for a replacement for MeanJS. So uh, <laughs> nothing's
2: gonna break this relationship. Don't worry. We've been through a lot.
1: <laughs> Amos, uh, programmer hero. Oh, that's a tough one.
3: That's an easy one for me. Uh, Douglas Crockford, for sure. Yeah, um, he's the good. The good yeah, parts. He, the good parts. Yeah, for sure. He's the guy who made uh, JavaScript all make sense to me. And I have watched all of all of his
1: lectures on YouTube, um, read all of his books. He's just an awesome dude. Yeah, for sure. Any for you, Amos? And Amos, you could uh, you could even say uh, your parents. We've had that before.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that's. Um, I think Dennis Ritchie, which wasn't really appreciated at this time. Um, he died the same day, uh, the same week. Steve Jobs died. Uh, invented yeah. the, the C language and and contributed to the Unix. Um, it, it was really cool. I like those those ad guys. Uh, in the duo of Woz and Steve Jobs, I, I'm I'm certainly the Woz um, kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. good.
1: Yeah. yeah, they need, they need support, support too. too. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they do
2: cool stuff. Awesome. They do cool stuff. They, they they just do it because they like to do it. Not not any other. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, when you kind of start reading into a lot of that history, you see that it's it's generally the people with more moxie that become famous and not necessarily, I mean, not not to take anything away from Steve Jobs. Yeah, of course. That mold, but, um, that, you know, he has some moxie and that's kind of what, what propels him to like superstardom status versus, you know, the uh, the wazes of the world. And Waz is so nice.
2: <laughs> you have to give yeah, it, he's yeah, yeah, a nice guy. He's a really nice guy. Um, <laughs>
1: Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, I wanted to say thanks so much for joining us on the show. Again, it was uh, Amos Aviv and Roey Schwaber Cohen talking about Mean.js, which uh, sounds like it's, it's, it's just getting started, but it's got some tremendous uh, movement behind it, and, and I'm excited to kind of see where it goes. Um, you, you mentioned this before, but what is the Twitter for Mean.js that people can follow?
2: Uh, it's Mean.js.org. The website is Mean.js.org. Um, we're Mean.js on Facebook and GitHub. Um, we hope Twitter would give us the MeJS name because it's abandoned for some reason uh, but for now it's <laughs> MeJS Um awesome yeah
1: well we'll be back next week with another show uh, sorry that we have been absent a little bit I've been starting a new uh, a new job and so it's been kind of hectic so uh, for our listeners we will be back next week and we'll be uh, weekly from here on out so until next week let's say goodbye goodbye thank you guys Thanks a lot guys.